0: (laughs) My name is Tim Brown. I'm the pastoral intern here at uh, Greater Hope, and we're thankful that you have decided to come and worship with us today. Let us hear the reading of God's Word today of our sermon text. In Mark chapter 9, verses 30 through 50, they went on from there and passed through Galilee, and he did not want anyone to know, for he was teaching his disciples, saying to them, the Son of Man is going to be delivered into the hands of men, and they will kill him, and when he is killed, after three days he will rise." He must be last of all and servant of all. And he took a child, and he put him in the midst of them. And taking him in his arms, he said to them, Whoever receives one such child in my name receives me. And whoever receives me receives not me, but him who sent me. John said to him, Teacher, we saw someone casting out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him because he was not following us. But Jesus said, Do not stop him, for no one who does a mighty work in my name will be able soon afterward to speak evil of me. For the one who is not against us is for us. For truly I say to you, Whoever gives you a cup of water to drink because you belong to Christ will by no means lose his reward. Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a great millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea. And if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. Then with two eyes to be thrown into hell, where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched, for everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good, but if the salt has lost its saltiness, how will you make it salty again? Have salt in yourselves and be at peace with one another. Thus ends the reading. Of God's holy word. Let me ask you a question. Has your life ever been turned upside down? Has everything that you've known been shaken to the core that you just couldn't find direction? And all that you were left with was the moment of your ignorance? That's what we find here with the disciples. They were traveling down the road, wrestling with their own greatness. We can't blame them. Look who their master is. It's Jesus. The King of kings, the lords of lords. They were chosen disciples of the Most High God. They clearly were on the road to greatness. They just couldn't see clearly what that road looked like. Not until Jesus turned their life upside down and showed them the way. By God's grace, we're going to see that today. As we look at the road to greatness, where it first begins, second, where the road leads, and third, where the road ends. First, where the road begins. For Jesus, he's teaching about greatness to defy all human wisdom. And he says that the road to greatness begins with humiliation. With humiliation. That's probably not our definition of greatness. But that's Jesus' definition of greatness. Because what Jesus does when he takes his disciples... And teaches them, he begins with the gospel. Look at verse 31. Here it says that for he was teaching his disciples, saying to them, The Son of Man is going to be delivered into the hands of men, and they will kill him. Notice, that's what Jesus wants his disciples to hear first. He wants them to hear the gospel because greatness does not begin anywhere else but the gospel, the gospel, because there the gospel declares the humiliation of Jesus. You can see how Mark patterns it because he does a play on words there. He says that the son of men is going to be killed At the hands of men. The son of man. The great ruler of men. The great creator. Is going to be killed by his creation. By his creation. But thanks be to God we hear. He will rise again. Because he will declare his greatness. By rising from his humiliation. Victoriously over sin and death. And so Jesus, at that moment, is confronting something in the disciples. He's confronting their ignorance. Their ignorance, look at their response when he speaks and tells them, proclaims the gospel. Their response is they did not understand the saying and were afraid to ask him. They were afraid because they were ashamed. They were ashamed because they didn't know what the heck he was talking about. They didn't know what this wisdom was that Jesus was speaking and putting before them. They were concerned with greatness. Yes, just like all of us are. We're all concerned with greatness. If you've got a mug at home that says you're the best mom or you're the best dad, you're concerned with greatness. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> But that, according to Jesus, begins with humiliation because it begins in humiliation as we confront our own ignorance of what Jesus is about and discover his wisdom and his greatness. The Apostle Paul says it in this way in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 25 and 30. For the foolishness of God is wiser than men, And the weakness of God is stronger than men. And because of him, God, who are in Christ Jesus, you who are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Do we see the wisdom of God in Christ Jesus, who had to be killed, And rise again to make us right with God. That's the gospel. We can't do it of ourselves. We don't have anything within us to deliver us from the righteous holy judgment of God. We need another who comes and dies in our place. And that's what Jesus was teaching his disciples. Teaching his disciples that greatness begins where the gospel begins. And so let me ask you, has your idea of greatness ever been challenged? Ever been challenged? If you have truly heard the gospel and truly received the gospel, then your answer is yes. Yes. For the gospel shatters and shakes the foundation of our life and turns it upside down. And this greatness... This idea of greatness, it needs to be challenged if we're going to live in light of the gospel because we have a natural inclination to believe this about greatness. I want you to ask yourself as these words are coming forth, is that what I thought greatness is? Greatness begins with a life of authority and power. But yet the gospel tells us that it begins with a life of submission and obedience. Greatness begins with a life of victory and gain. But the gospel tells us that it begins with a life of surrender and loss. Greatness begins with a life of preservation. But the gospel tells us that it begins with a life of sacrifice. Which definition fits your idea of greatness? What the gospel declares or your own conviction and belief? Because when we hear the message of the gospel, it is going to radically change our life. It transforms us. Because Jesus' message that we must hear, and we have to ask ourselves, do we hear it? Is that greatness begins in humility. That seems like foolishness. But that's the wisdom of God. That's the wisdom of God that is declared in Christ Jesus. So we come to our second point of where the road to greatness leads, where the road to greatness leads. Jesus teaches us about ourself and about our others, about others, because He teaches us that the road will lead to self-awareness. Radical hospitality, service, and love for others. So that first point, self-awareness, what do we mean by that? What we mean by that is that you see yourself for who you really are. Sometimes we need a little help with seeing that. We like to see ourselves through rose-colored glasses and see ourselves probably better than we really are. But Jesus is happy to help us with that. And the word of God is happy to help us with that. And so he asked his disciples this question in verse 33. What were you discussing on the way? He knows what they were discussing. He knows all things. He knows every man's heart. But there he was probing their heart and making them become self-aware. There, before the message of the gospel, they were arguing about who is the greatest. When the greatest had already told them who's the greatest, that Jesus is the greatest. What greatness can we have before Jesus? All of our honor, all of our glory, all of our praise, whatever we have is like filthy rags. It's like dung, is what the Apostle Paul said. That it's of no value. It has no honor. Because Christ Jesus possesses it all. And so what happens there? The disciples, once again, they keep silent. That's what it says in verse 34. But they kept silent, for on the way they had argued with one another about who was the greatest. They were ashamed when they became aware of who they really are of who they were, really are, they became shameful. And we go through that moment. When we're confronted with the truth, we're going to turn back into our shame if we hear it. If the Lord opens up our hearts and our eyes to hear it, then we will experience that moment of ignorance. Second, Jesus tells us that the road leads to radical Hospitality. So often we judge about who we're going to welcome and receive and show love to based on who the person is. And here what Jesus does is he takes this little child and he places him in the midst of the disciples after he sat down because he's teaching and he sits down in the middle with this little child to show here's one of the lowest status. And I'm telling you, once you receive one in this low status, you not only receive me, but the one who sent me. The one who sent me. That should change our whole understanding of who it is that we should show a welcoming spirit to and who we should receive. The disciples had their desire for status and prominence Encountered at that moment, that God confronted it and looked into their hearts, and said, "Do you understand this message?" And then the third point of where the road leads is service and love for others. We only have to look at verse forty-one to see that the simplest thing of bringing a cup of water to drink in the name of Christ. Is what God regards with great honor. Anyone can do that. That's the point that Jesus is teaching his disciples what it truly means to love one another. So ask yourself do you see greatness in yourself? Do you see greatness in yourself? There's a game that my daughter likes to play, and it's called Would You Rather? Would you rather? So let's entertain that game today. Would you rather discuss what's in it for you or what's in it for others? Would you rather be served or serve? Would you rather receive recognition or give recognition? That's where the road of greatness leads. That's where the road of greatness leads. For every Christian is to ask those questions of yourself. And the Bible really calls this game examination. Examination. There we cry out if we truly have heard the gospel and we need Christ Jesus. Examine me, O God. The psalmist says it in Psalms 139 and verse 23 through 24 Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts, and see if there be any grievous way in me, and lead in the way everlasting. The road to greatness leads to the fruits of the gospel. Fruits of the gospel. And we come to our last point is that the road has an ending. There is an end. There is an end that results in greatness. The gospel doesn't leave it it as a cliffhanger. Mark doesn't leave it as a cliffhanger. He's very clear. He's very exact here. And where Jesus teaches us that the road comes to an end, he gives us two understandings of what those ends could be. The first is, it ends in sin and destruction in hell. The second is, it ends in sacrifice and glory in the kingdom of God. Jesus teaches about sin that he's dead serious about it. He doesn't ignore sin. He addresses sin in the most A powerful way, if you will. He tells us, in summary, that greatness achieved in sin is just not worth it. Because you're going to lose everything. Everything that is precious. And so there, he takes us through a hyperbole of contrast. Through verse 43 through 48. He speaks about that the life that you're living matters. It matters to God. Don't be ignorant that God isn't considering how we live. Because he gives us a warning. He sets a contrast. And he says, is it better to enter into the kingdom of God without something than it is to be thrown into hell with everything that you possess here? The things that you feel that are so precious that you don't want to lose your legs, you don't want to lose your hands, you don't want to lose your eyes. But yet, is it worth it to lose that in order to enter into the kingdom of God? And what Jesus is saying there through those hyperboles is that sin must be killed. Sin must be killed. The Puritan John Owen said it in a great way. He said, be killing sin or sin will be killing you. That's what sin does. It kills you. Disobedience to God, transgressing the law of God leads to death. Take it serious because Jesus takes it serious. Then the final place for us to understand that the road of greatness ends is in sacrifice. What is it that we're willing to lose in this life to receive the reward of the kingdom of God? Are you willing to give up your status? Are you willing to give up all your wealth, your comforts, your luxuries? Are you willing to give up wrong convictions and beliefs? And are you willing to give up your loves and your desires? To please a holy, righteous God. There is a day of judgment that is coming. And Jesus wants his disciples to know that. And that is to guide them and guard them in this world. Because out of his love and mercy, he's not leaving us ignorant. He's telling us in vivid pictures. If we are sinning and against him, then turn to him. Turn to him and enter into his kingdom. So as we hear the teaching of Jesus, let us leave this place and do all that we can praying in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit to prepare our heart before the Lord by listening and obeying the gospel. When you wake up, put on the mind of Christ. Have that mind of servant leadership. Seek not your honor, but the honor of Christ. Do the little things in the name of Christ. Give a cup of water to honor Christ. And get about the business of killing sin, or it'll be killing you. The gospel tells you how to kill sin, and that is to cling to the Lord Jesus Christ. Because what he has done upon the cross, he has delivered you from the power of sin and death and condemnation. Sin has no power where there is no consequence. The consequence of death and condemnation has been removed in the blood of Christ Jesus. For the road to greatness is discovered in the gospel and nowhere else. Let it be by God's grace today that we hear the message of his salvation.